5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey, bienvenidos a otro episodio de podcast. Estamos con Ariosto Espinosa y Isaac Rilix. Y mi amo Logan. Logan, hey. bienvenidos, Logan. <risa> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. This is episode three. Today, we have a special guest. His name is Logan Iris. Yeah. Woo! Let's Logan. go. <laughs> Y'all know this is the number two podcast in the world. Why number two? Because everyone already has the number one. So we're claiming spot number two, and you got to be number two to be the number one podcast. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and guys, this is Sunrise Empire. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Logan. Uh, well, Loganitis, so to speak. What can you tell us about yourself? Give us a little intro. Who is Loganitis? Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And uh, man, yeah, like they said, I'm Logan. I own Loganitis Training. We train from five years old all the way to 95. And we just want to make our impact on the community and just help as many people get in great shape as possible. That is awesome. That is awesome. So what can you tell us? Obviously, you told us about your training. You train people. Uh, so you motivate it. You motivate people. You are kind of like people's, yeah, motivator, right? <laughs> so, Lix, how do you know uh, Logan? I I mean, in the community, you're, you're known in the community, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think my mom sent me an Instagram post, and I reached out to you one day <laughs> like, hey, I want to start getting a game plan going to, to get – fit to get my life in order and get going and you said let's go right now and you got me down there and there was no looking back yeah. you kept me looking forward the entire time and it's honestly from like a, a being open it's changed my life this I guess past six eight months nine months yeah that's been a life-changing experience going and, and training with you on a almost daily basis it's uh become my second home yeah I definitely think that the uh, the energy, the encouragement, the environment that we have mm -hmm. at the gym, man, it, it all works cohesively. And like Zach said, man, when somebody's um, interested in our gym, mm -hmm. we actually treat them like family, not just a member. So when they come in, they feel that love and that sincereness. And so what we what our beliefs is at Loganitis is that you see the greatness in them. You speak that greatness out. So you always speak That's up awesome. to them, never down. So, yeah, we train you. We, we're very knowledgeable. You know, we always are hungry for new information to give our people. And we're always giving them that. But also, you know, with Zach, he just took all that information, mm -hmm. but also the encouragement. So his light came on a lot faster. So that's the, that, the thing for us as trainers is we want to see that light come on and stay on for, for that hunger for greatness, you know, in and out of the gym. Because, you know, you come in, you work out for those 60 minutes, which is for us the 3,600 seconds that we get to maximize with you, right. you know. But for us, getting you to change your lifestyle, how you eat, how you go out to eat with your friends and actually have like those, um, I would say those thoughts on a healthier decision when you go out with your friends yeah. and things like that. But not also that, but also, um, as you see, Zach's confidence, man, is going through the roof, you know. Exactly. <laughs> his, his, he has that million-dollar smile everywhere he goes, man. He lights up the room. And, uh, man, uh, he's just been a great uh, great guy. He's on our ambassador team at the gym now. Awesome. Yeah, That's man. Incredible. So uh, it, it takes usually uh, the, rec the recommended time that we have for people is usually a year to be training yeah. at Loganitis before you're inducted into this team. But he actually um, just he shines so bright, man, working hard. And, and really, just um, uh, he got that he got that opportunity because mm -hmm. of the things that he did to help other people. He's he's always trying to be purpose driven to help so many other people. You Thank know, you. so when we see that man, that's that's a huge character trait of Loganitis, like helping the community per se. That is awesome. That is incredible. So. Logan, obviously you focus yourself on training, kind of like change people's mindset to be a better person or get better physically and also as a person, right? Yeah. Uh, so what can you tell us a little bit about the Loganitis training? Like what what do you do different than other people that make yeah. you stand out than other uh, gym rats in this occasion? You yeah. know, because there's a lot of trainers out there. Obviously, I see one of them that you motivation, you yeah. push people to to their best, to their limits, to you bring the best out of them. Right. Yeah. So what else can you tell us about like, hey, I'm Loganitis. 
and this is why you should choose me. Absolutely. I be, I think the biggest thing for us is the, the unseen things that people get um, with right when they walk in. These are not things that, you know, most trainers, they want to educate you a little bit, but mm -hmm. also keep you guessing. That way they can always have you paying. Our mm -hmm. Our philosophy is the more we teach you, the more you'll want to stay with us. Our life shell of a client that stays with us is almost a year and a half, which is incredible because the average wow. time that a person stays at someone else's gym is three to four months, you know. So wow. I think that the biggest thing that we do is we're huge educators as well. So when you come in, we teach you about what to eat. Okay. You know, we teach you how much your body's burning and your metabolism, mm -hmm. right? We can also, we can get all the way down to your DNA, what kind of blood type you are. Wow. And so based off what blood type you are, you're supposed to be eating certain foods that can help you advance to get to that certain goal that you're looking for, whether it be to build muscle or to lose weight. And the bigger thing too is we're huge in knowing what kind of modifications you need. So you'll see that our classes are very diverse. We'll have athletes that are professionals working with people who are doing fitness, you awesome. know, but it's because yeah. of the modifications we're doing in that class. Mm -hmm. Everyone's in the community, so it's it's we're yelling out those uh, modifications and also the advance. So everyone's putting in work at the same time, and no one feels like they're just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to. So also, you know, we teach them why that movement works for them, why this movement does this. Because if you go into a gym, right, you go into a traditional style commercial gym, uh -huh. first thing you might do is feel a little bit intimidated because you see all this equipment, but you don't know exactly how to do this. So what our goal is, is like I was telling Zach, you work, we're working the cardiovascular and the muscle skeletal system at the same time. Awesome. Because like, like we're telling you, we have this one hour to train you, right? So we mm -hmm. need to work those both those systems at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you do that, you get into some phenomenal shape. You get phenomenal results. But also when you walk in that gym after training with us, you know, or you want to work out with, on your own, we encourage, you mm -hmm. know. But when you come to us, we're going to say, hey, this is why this movement is this way. We need you to have you need you to have your body at this angle because that's how you really hit that body part, you know, because you exactly. want to get the, mm -hmm. the optimal, you know, um, maximum strength pulling from whatever muscle you're trying to, to to tone or define whatever it may be you know i think that's the biggest part that makes us different you know and we're and also uh zach knows uh you can text me you can call me anytime oh yeah and me and my team we're always answering questions are we're always incredible. giving encouragement, you know. If you look at our Instagram, Loganized Training, mm -hmm. man, we are always putting out motivation. Yes, you know? I started following 24 you 24-7. <laughs> Literally 24-7. <laughs> yes. And yeah. I see the motivational posts, you know, they're yeah. incredible. Well, guys, you know, for the uh, viewers and listeners out there, that this is incredible, an incredible opportunity. Uh, obviously, you know, he, he has a good... Uh, amount of research done when it comes to his profession it's not just about him telling you what to do but it's him showing you why you are doing it and i think that it's incredible that's something that he brings to the plate which it's going to help a lot of people's lives i'm pretty sure you're already helping many lives in the community uh you know zachary said that you are uh, a community guy and i love that you give him back to the community yeah. zach do you have any questions so we talked a little bit about Loganitis, but we didn't talk specifically what kind of workouts. So what's different with Loganitis are then in, we're including weights. Mm -hmm. We're doing cardio and the weights. You said that, mm -hmm. but we're doing things that constantly keep you moving mm -hmm. there. Super and it's completely different than if you go to, let's say, your, your standard, mm -hmm. you know, Tradition. commercial gym mm -hmm. where you do some weights, you get on a treadmill, you know, to get the workout that you get, that I get with you. Yeah. I can do more in an hour with you than it would take me three or four hours somewhere else yeah. because we're doing multiple workouts. And when we're resting, we're still <laughs> burning calories. Burning calories. Yeah. We're still taking laps. <laughs> and one thing I wanted to emphasize with you is uh, you've taught everyone, including myself, what our limits are and mm -hmm. how we can push them. And that's something that I think is not just the mindset in the gym that you give, but it's a mindset that you've pushed outside of the gym, whether yeah. it's motivating us or, uh, you know, I've had a tough time and I've seen it where, you know, one of the members of the gym had a really rough day and you pull them to the back room and you just sit there, pray with them, talk with them and have this one on one. Uh, again, like 
I, I refer to you as my the big brother I never had. You know, you're like a family to me. And well, we've been working out together for six, eight months, and uh, you're like family. And yeah. everyone there is like that. Yeah, so absolutely. it's an incredible experience. I think That's that awesome. um, from for me, the way I'm able to relate to people is just because I've been in a broken place, in a very broken place. I've been paralyzed. You know, yeah. uh, it took me about a year to learn even how to walk. You know, so wow. losing that um, ability really, you have to your, your other senses are kind of heightened. And so for me, it's always been you know I played football back in the day. So it's me as being an athlete, and okay. that was kind of my that was my talent. You know, so your talent and ability is taken away from you and your identity, you know. So during that time, I really had to figure out, you know, what is my purpose, you know, because Mm -hmm. that was a piece of Logan, but not wholly who I am. You know, so when I come back to, you know, being able to have that ability again, I learned Mm -hmm. that I love being able to help people who have problems like mine, you know, but I also love being able to help people who have problems that I might not have been through, but I can definitely relate on a different level just because I understand that, you know, this life can be a challenge, you know? And so when I see in someone's eyes, like, Hey man, I'm going through a long day. Like, man, I just, some people (laughs) Uh come to the gym and, and yeah, it's just being able to be that, that ear, that open ear to listen to, you know, because, you know, when you get somebody's heart in something, not just coming to lift and leave and not really be there because your mind's somewhere else, mm-hmm. then you're getting that full effort, you know, that yeah, full passion. Exactly. And I think that's, you know, a, a gift, you know, being able to see that. And um, definitely all glory to God for that because um, I have had people in my life be able mm-hmm. to see when I was down without me saying a word. And so now my mom, uh, my, my wife calls me an empath, <laughs> you know, so I, I'm a very like a very I'm, I'm a very people person. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm an introvert as well. So I need that like self time to just sit there and think about my thoughts and just be able to understand things, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but when you put those things together, you know, and I come back to the, the gym, then I'm able to see and feel energy pretty much. You know, and so when I see when somebody's like not at that level that they're supposed to be, I'm like, hey, what's going on? Exactly. <laughs> what's going on? Well, with that being said, I think this is a perfect segue into your background. So where were you born? Seguin, Texas. Seguin, Texas. Yeah. That's, that's technically, technically, I was born in San Antonio, oh. but I was raised in Seguin, Texas. Texas. I know Seguin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> another small town. Yes, another small, small town. Yeah. I'm from Schillenburg, Texas, guys, but yeah. Yeah. But I'm sorry. I just had to like. Yeah, Schillenburg is awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> and so, what were your young days like? Were you an active a child? Were you an athlete? Were you the one always getting in trouble? Were you the quiet one in the back of the classroom? What was, was that like? I was extremely active. I wouldn't say I was very gifted when it came to being an athlete. I was not an athlete yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I climbed trees. I was very adventurous. I'll uh, say that. You know, I went out to ponds and get turtles and fish and put them in, you know, bring them back home, put them in like a trash bucket, you know, and be a very <laughs> outdoors. Yeah, fashion. outdoorsman type of person. <laughs> but um played basketball and things like that. But I was the the runt. <laughs> uh, I was that was the runt. But that's where I, I think uh got a lot of my motivation. You know, growing up in Seguin, um I uh I had a lot of friends uh, that we grew up in trailer park, actually. And mm-hmm. uh, we called ourselves the TPGs. The TPGs. <laughs> yeah. And um, basically, uh, we played sports every day. We hung out every day. Um, we didn't have very much, I would mm-hmm. say, of, like, monetary things. Mm-hmm. But we made the most of what we had, you yeah. know. And, and sports was one of those outlets. And right. so and my brother was bigger than me, so... Is it is me getting bullied a lot, and, and I was like, man, you know, I think I'm gonna try out sports so I can actually like get some muscle to like, like not have him mess with me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really how I got into sports, you know, um, just uh, raised up in Seguin and and having uh, watching them, watching my brothers and my cousins and my friends play sports, I was like, I was extremely um, interested, you know. Wow. So. Um, from there, we just go to track meets and, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be carpooling everywhere, you yeah. know, stay at each other's house, play video games. And then, man, it just became an addiction. You right. know, it's just like, all right, football's the, the thing for me. And 
Now, now that you talk about that, uh, that you know, obviously the moment that you realized that, okay, football, maybe it's something that I can make a career of. When was that? Was that like sophomore year in high school, freshman year in high school? When, when, when did you get that that passion or like, okay, football, it's it's my dream? Yeah, well, I mean, when I very first started out, we I had, like I said, I was the runt growing up. Right. Um, but when then, when football, when I, that light came up and just and just glowed for me. Uh, I would say it was really about about ninth grade, because in seventh grade, sixth, seventh and eighth grade, I was actually on C team. <laughs> yeah, I was big. I was big because I was working out, so I didn't get beat up by my brother. But uh-huh. athletically, still, I, did, I wasn't able to put the transition that 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 physical to the ability on the field. Right. You know, so I like about ninth grade, I was like, I'm gonna quit. I went home, my mom's like, I don't raise no quitters. <laughs> you know, so I was like, well, I'm going to stay in football. interesting because you're saying you bulked up, you got fit, but yeah. that didn't necessarily correlate no. to uh, athleticism. athleticism. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. an interesting uh, yeah, note to take. Yeah, and um, it's uh, you have to put in the work, you know. So what ended up happening for me is I ended up waking up about 5 o'clock in the morning. You know, my coach would come pick me up and – I'll go to the gym and, and I'll, I'll still be training, but we'll be watching tape and learning about football, wow. you know. So that's kind of when that light went off for me. I got to, I made it to a starting position in ninth grade. Wow, you know? that's so, incredible. So I was actually, uh, but my my friends though they were on varsity as freshmen. Wow. <laughs> so I had some big shoes to fill, you know, and and I knew it, um, and I was excited for the opportunity. So as time progressed, you know, I, I was uh, actually, I was still very talented. So I, I made varsity um, as a freshman on powerlifting wow. and uh, went wow. to state as a powerlifter, uh, played varsity baseball. I was known as the MVB, most valuable bunner, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, also, um, you know, I made it at the end of my freshman year on the varsity, you know, um, but uh, that sophomore year, that junior year, was really like my coming out season, I would say. You know, gotcha. and um, I, I still uh, remember my coach, man. He just took me to the side, you know, like people have, uh, I, like we do with people at the gym. And he just like, hey, man, I see greatness in you. And so we just practiced this drill over and over and over again. He was like, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. You're going to be able to be physical. So he's like, I need you more physical, you know. So finally, damn, after that moment, that's that's that was when I was really um, propelled into my future and my greatness. Wow, that is incredible. That is incredible. So once you, obviously, you were in the uh, in high school era. Yeah. Uh, what about... What was from high school? You that's when you realized like this is my dream. This is what I want to do for a living, or this is my passion. Yeah. What was how was that passion? How did that passion grow, transitioning into college? Yeah. So, actually, it was a, it was, that was a challenge in itself as well. You know, right. because I was like, okay, man, great. I, I want fo- I want football is going to be my life. You know, I want to go to the NFL. You know, but um, where we come from, you know, football in small towns, as you know, going growing up in Schillerberg, it's yeah. Friday night lights, so everything shuts down. Right. You know, so I had um, I had really never been challenged in academics. You mm-hmm. know, so for me, um, when my senior year came around, I did not have the grades to go to the schools. I had I set some high school records, you know, most sacks and things like that. Right. But uh, when it came for me, the opportunity to go to college. I still didn't know how to read, write, or spell, or do math, wow. okay. you know, because uh, just teachers just kind of, like, helped me out there in that, that field. <laughs> and um, so I ended up having to go the JUCO route, you know. Um, ended up going the JUCO route uh, to a junior college. And right. from there, that's when I actually started to learn how to read, write, and do math, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, had some friends. And uh, my girlfriend at that time that challenged me, and they were like, if you want to marry our daughter, <laughs> yeah. you know, as well, then, you know, you're going to have to do these things. You're going to have to get a degree. So I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so, um, of course, at 21, I learned how to read, write, spell, and do math. I was at Blinn College mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> transitioned from there, from Seguin to Blinn. And uh, I was very fortunate to win a national championship there with uh, Cam Newton and Wow. Yeah. So I. So wow, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, man. He's he's a great guy, and I so I swear I get um, some of my uh, work ethic from. And yeah. when we saw this guy, man, he would be going to the film. I used to watch him. I'm like, he's 
six o'clock at night, man. We're supposed to be going to eat dinner. You over there going to watch film. So I was, I was <laughs> like, all right, I'll just take my dinner and go watch film too, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, so some of those work ethics really start to get into who I am and my, my uh, identity when I was 21, you know? And um, so just working hard, I was able to to set a record at Blinn and then get some more offers. I had some really big offers, again, you know, University of Florida, UCLA, okay, Colorado wow. University, and things wow. like that. But um, when I was there at, at Blinn, what I, I come to find out is that I love playing. My passion and my purpose and my why is in my family. Right. You know, if they can't come out to watch me play ball, then I'm just not as, as, as amped up as I am, you know. And so uh, Tarleton State came knocking on the door. And took the visit and absolutely loved it. You know, it's cowboy capital of the world. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, um, went there and it was it was a great opportunity for me. You know, uh, transitioning right from a, a national championship team, going to a great caliber school like that. Uh, it worked out very well for me. And we, we had about six players from my team go to Tarleton State as well. Oh, wow. So um, and uh, there, you know, I made a promise to God that I would start going to church you know, mm -hmm. and really started getting, if he would just allow me to, you know, have my crazy ways, I would finally, you know, find my way back to him. And I did. And I went yeah. to church and there was this old couple there and uh, they, they just unconditionally loved me. I did not understand why, but it's, you know, that love of God. And so they they told me about this place in Houston to come and train. So that's how I made my way down here. And I <laughs> I got money, of course, um, from my scholarship to, you know, pay bills and things like that and had a little bit of money that I didn't make the best decisions off of. But <laughs> I ended up making one good decision and I was buying a moped. So uh -huh. I had my moped. I moved down here. I uh, moved with some friends from college down here and uh, prepared myself for the NFL, you know. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it was really incredible. It was a great opportunity. But uh, I was still... A little bit, I would say cocky. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. okay, I, it's like I don't have to put in the work because I, I had basically uh, achieved so much success at okay. such a young age. You know, not yeah. I didn't really have my the guidance that I would need. You know, right. uh, like having uh, coming from a two parent home per se. You know, my mm -hmm. parents. I still have my, I have my mom and my dad in my life. My grandma, of course, too. But it was just not. Like being away at college, you're more of your, you get to do, you know, you your own role. You know, you know. And so um, I moved here and I had to grow up really fast when I moved to Houston. And um, so my first two years here, I did not make it to the NFL, you know. And um, so I was like, okay, I'm not giving up. You know, I saw in the first two years, about 97% of the guys that are down here, they just quit. You know, they're like, this wasn't for me. And so I was just like, this is for me. I just don't know when my time is going to be. And so I kept pressing forward on with it. And um, my mom was like, why don't you just come back home? You know, we have people here that are investing you in your dream. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was, something about me was the stubborn side of me was just like, and my faith side was like, stay in Houston. Right. You know, so I told my mom, I'm staying here until I become a man, you know. And so about that fourth year, I, um, I was doing an internship at a gym. Um, my uh, friends were like, man, Lo, you can do this by yourself, you know? And I was like, who writes out all the workouts? Like, I want to do all that, the business yeah. stuff, you know? And they're like, right. Logan, you already write all, all the workouts. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I write out quite a yeah. bit of workouts. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, I start preparing myself to run my own business. And um, I'm on my moped. I'm going to Kings Harbor. I'm going all around, around Houston training people at their houses on my moped. You know, $10 sessions, some for free. <laughs> yeah. You know, just trying to get my name out there. <laughs> you know, and um, what I come to find out is, man, I love training people. I love it. You know, and then all of a sudden, it just gave me this deeper um, motivation because seeing people reach their goals actually gave me even more motivation to reach mine because it's just like it's this, like, it's this energy that you get. I would call it joy. Right. You know, and this joy that is just unending that gives you that reason to keep going. Well, um, at that particular time at that gym, I I was got to I would say like my the top of my my athleticism, but okay. I wanted to get faster. And I know I need to get faster to get to the NFL, right. and they would 
I don't know if they didn't want to teach me or if they didn't have the knowledge, but most trainers have the philosophy of saying that you're, you're born fast. And I just did not, that does not stick with me. So I ended up, you know, training every day, every day, every day for like eight hours, you know, wow. <laughs> wow. you know, and uh, I was wanting to figure out this thing. And so through that time though, I actually ended up hurting myself, you know, okay. um, just not resting <laughs> leg day after leg day after leg day. Well, uh, about the age of 25, I ended up getting a call from Seattle Seahawks to go out there and try out. And uh, it was incredible. You know, um, I made the practice squad hurt. I uh, didn't know at that time what kind of back injury I had. So I ended up making the practice team. Uh, and then I ended up having to come back home to Houston to um, have surgery. I, at the age of 25, I had back surgery. Yeah. And yeah. Um, wow. they were like, you I was asking, you know, the doctors, would I be able to play football again? And about five of them said no. And then one of them was like, how bad do you want it? So I went with that doctor, <laughs> you know. And uh, at 29, you know, I I, opened, I was still uh, training athletes on my moped. And then I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I ended up uh, moving in with some friends that helped me out actually build a gym in a barn. Yeah, and from there, I ended up um, having the opportunity to train even more people. You know, that grew. And then we ended up, you know, what is Logan Knight's training now on 1960, right. which is incredible. And so I moved into the gym <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, just went full in on that. And the NFL came knocking at 29 in Atlanta. And it's called Chips, Chip Smith Performance Center. Mm-hmm. I went in ranked 40th at the age of 29. And one month later, I, um, I was offered... Uh, Five contracts. I got first place at the end of that. Wow. And, wow. Um, man, I, I tell you, I had a dream. You know, I was in heaven. And in heaven, God said, hey, congratulations. You know, you made the heaven. Yeah. You know, who did you bring with you? I look around. I look down. I'm wearing an NFL jersey. I look back up, and there's no one there. I wake up in a cold sweat. I was like, this couldn't be real. Yeah. yeah. And then so I wake up. I was just, just like, man, walking around the house, still in Atlanta, yeah. you know, at camp. And I'm next, the next day is when I was getting ready to sign those contracts, one of those contracts. I go back to sleep because I was just like, it's just, I was just a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, God again, I wake up in heaven again, and God's like, congratulations, you made it to heaven. He's like, who'd you bring with you? So I look around, I look back down, I'm wearing a Logan Knight shirt. I look back up, and there's people all around. So the next day I knew what my, what my answer was going to be. You know, I ended up driving back to Texas, <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. out of the ninety-nine, I was the or the hundred, I was that one that said no to the to the NFL contract. You know, wow, wow. So I mean, but uh, it's the greatest decision of my life. You know, because uh, at that time it didn't look like it was. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, because that money, most people would have said that um, could help my business grow. But we've since that time we've grew from seventy people. Um, to about 330 people. So it's incredible, man. Um, that, loving it. That is an amazing story, Logan. That, that is very touching, very, very uh, an amazing story. So, Logan, I have a quick question. Obviously, you kind of lost track of uh, where you were going at a certain point. Um, but what kept your feet to the ground so you don't lose a vision of your why? Yeah, so the biggest thing for me, the way I keep my vision is just through knowledge, man, really trying to figure out the next best way to get better. You know, there's people I know who have been in, you know, the training industry for nine to um, ten years, Yeah. you know, that I, I that mentored me for a little while. But the biggest thing that I, I, I saw is that I always write down every single one of my trainings, you know, and throughout the day, not only do I write down that training for that day, but all throughout that day, I'm critiquing that training to perfect it. I'll tweak it, you know, but I think that really just wanting to figure out every style of training and take it to the best level that I possibly can, I think those are the biggest things that that keep me grounded. Being being Always looking at the class half full, you know, always seeing that there's more to grow into, being proud of where I am, but also being excited about where I'm going, you know, and my staff and my team as well. I know that they have extreme um, amazing goals that that they want to achieve and just being able to really uh, genuinely care about their goals, you know, and and building this team, it, it, it keeps me humble because they want to be phenomenal athletes and people and 
and just really growing into their greatness, man. Just watching them, I think, is a big thing for me. Um, I think that's that's a huge part of my why and, and seeing our community inside the gym grow as well. You know, when they have questions, we're answering them. And we're always teaching, like I said. So we might teach through a game, you know. Yeah. And if they if they don't know the answer, they might have some push-ups or gotcha. something like that, something oh, fun, I've, you know. I've experienced that before. <laughs> but um, I, my philosophy is, you know, um, coming from a professional background in sports, uh, if, you know, if they taught us things that were very um, in-depth, but they taught it in a very um, simple way. So okay. with the, the thing that, I'd love to do for my trainers is I want them to be able to teach complex things within three minutes. That makes sense that, you know, um, like I'll give a drill to kids, but I'll break it down for them to understand. So I need my trainers to be able to take something that's complex. And if a kid can't understand it, then it's too, it's too complex. So Mm -hmm. I need them to make these steps, you know, walk me through it. So then that light goes off, you Mm -hmm. know, so tell us about your trainers. Tell us about the staff there that you have and what they have to do because I've experienced uh, workouts with everyone there. Yeah. And it's almost, uh, it's you have a consistent brand. You have brand consistency, you, your brand. Uh, you've trained your staff to really have uh, your motivational uh, expertise and your training expertise, and, and they seem to be very experienced. And how have you done that? How did you develop that? I'll tell you some of it. I, w- I won't be able to tell you all of it. Definitely. Grand secrets. I mean, never reveals secrets. If you really want to know, you got to come join the team. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you some of it, man. Um, some of the secret sauce, you know, it's, it's part of, um, you know, something that we call the LTC, the Loganized Training Certification. Mm-hmm. And uh, I uh, have a strate- strategic advisor. Um, that I meet with, um, you know, we come up with these steps on the, in the background of how um, to make the most successful trainer possible. And um, Logan and my family being successful, that's absolutely incredible. But what's more amazing than that is having a staff that is succeeding just as great or even more, you know, um, literally unleashing all their potential is what we're seeking, you know. And so that's what this program is about, you know. And the biggest thing for us, I'll tell you one of the secrets, is being there through their challenges. Every team will go through challenges. Mm -hmm. Most teams will be defined in those moments. And in those moments are when I try to bring my team together. Instead of growing apart, I want to come together more. So each time those challenges come, they're opportunities, right? As an entrepreneur, you look at challenges as opportunities. Mm -hmm. And so I get excited about those. I think that that's what makes us different, you know, that adrenaline rush is when the opportunity comes to show my loyalty, my love, my trust, and who I am. I think that's why my staff, as you said, um, across the board, they all are amazing, you know. So. Take us back to the barn. I've heard stories of the barn. I've heard some of the most incredible workouts. But just maybe tell the listeners at home a little bit about what it looked like. It was an actual barn. Yeah, it was and, an actual barn. Yeah. And you're working out there. And take us through the decisions you had to make. What was it like going from the barn to where you are now? Yeah. Because where you are now is a nice facility. Yeah. Uh, professional. What is the? What was that like? Was it? Oh man, um, I can it, was, it was absolutely incredible. But the, the start of Loganitis in that barn was absolutely excruciating. Like you said, there was some decisions that had to be made. And I just was coming back from rehab from being paralyzed. I just was learning to walk again. Wow. And one of the decisions was I could either wait longer to have this gym built in this barn or I had to move basically seven Uh, 150 um, square inches of dirt and Mm -hmm. the dirt was about 12 inches high and so I had to do it by with a um, a shovel and uh, using a um, like a wheelbarrow a wheelbarrow yeah Yeah, and uh, it took me about 10 hours straight doing this 
you know, in agony. And my goal was to get this, I had to get the dirt out of there so we could lay the, the foundation of Loganitis, pretty much, you know, right. put the turf down. Because underneath all that dirt was cement, you know, it was a great right. foundation, but we need to get that turf down in there and be able to put equipment and things in there. So that was extremely excruciating uh, for me to fight through that pain, but just knowing that it was going to be a, a greater outcome from it, you know, seeing, I think that's what makes me uh, different is the visionary part of me. Right. You know, you see these big muscles when you look at me physically, <laughs> but my faith is even bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I think that's what makes me uh, who I am. So um, using that passion, you know, um, we were able to do that. And like you said, man, we had fans in there. We really didn't have, I didn't have commercial heat and air, not even at Loganitis, the commercial gym, yeah. till after two years, you know, so, wow. you know, we've, we've, we're coming up on our five-year landmark, and so for two out of those five years, though, there's no AC or... <laughs> really good summer of Texas workouts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so... Um, but Sweat yeah, we, Lodge. We had, in the barn, though, we had chickens, horses, cows on one side. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, you know, out, right out the door, you know, on, on the other side of the barn, you know, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was incredible, man, it was. And so what was the opportunity that was presented to you to move from the barn to the actual commercial location you are in? So one of my mentors taught me that you want to look for a space that is a square space um, because the way you can put um, your pieces of equipment out and lay it out because in the middle you have the most square feet to maximize and do all the things that you would like to do. So uh, new entrepreneurs out there looking for a gym, I highly recommend it because it worked amazingly for us. Um, So... I still was I was driving around looking for the spot. And so the place right now, off 1960, um, right across the street from Spring Creek, i never seen that place before in my life. And all of a sudden, I just happened to look over there. And it was, right. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I just, just that, that aha moment, this is it. Uh-huh. You know, and so I would pray over it every day. Every opportunity I got the chance, even when I couldn't stop to like go to the door and like put my hand over it to pray, I would pray over it as I was passing by. Wow. And then so one day I was praying over it, and this guy said, hey, you know, he's, he's the owner of KNS Sports. And he's like, you want to you go in there? I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he gave me the key. And, uh, so I just go in there. There's there's rolled up carpet. The You know, the, 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 the walls were messed up. You know, the ceilings were just in horrible condition. But, man, I could just envision it. I saw it complete. You know, and I ended up getting about, you know, $6,000 from um, three different friends, 2000 each. And Mm -hmm. they they wanted to see if they can make an investment. But I was like, no, I just like here's my performa. This is what I can. This is what I'm going to do. I'm not telling you this is what I may do, but this is what I'm going to do Mm -hmm. in this amount of time. And uh, they were like, we want to invest. And I was like, no, I just want I would like, you know, to borrow it and pay you back. And so that was a huge risk for them. You know, but they gave me the opportunity and uh, starting out, <laughs> we were in the red, you know, yeah, because yeah. in a commercial space, I would say my credit score was not that great because I didn't have any credit to really build off of and just getting a couple years out of college. Right. And, um, you know, this is everyone thinks I, 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 I was born here, but I moved here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I'm in a new community and I just have this dream. And uh, been here for about, what, five or six years at that time. And uh, it was just really the this vision that I had to really give the community something that's never had before. You know, so that, that really compelled the, that Loganitis. So when I went in to actually um, buy that place, you know, and uh, lease it out sure. um, from a landlord, he was like, yeah, he was like, you know you need more money than this, right? <laughs> you know, and so he was like, "What? Why should I give you a chance?" And I told him, "I said I, at that time I was in BNI. I was like, I have Jesus and I have this uh, BNI, and it was like neither one of them will fail me." You know, yeah. And he was like, "All right, man." He's like, "You seem very confident." You know, I'll give you the chance. So, first two years were extremely, extremely challenging. I, I worked about twenty-three hours a day, wow. just trying to build momentum. You know, and I literally. <laughs> Literally, um, man, training people at 4 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock yeah. in the morning, 2 o'clock. They get off a plane, come train. So I just was trying to build credibility, you know. 
some people weren't paying, you know, but there's a question uh, that I asked my trainer before I hired him, you know, and it's, it, it, would you do this if you weren't getting paid? You know, is this that much of a passion to you? Because sometimes you do have to show that you are passionate towards that person that you care about before they invest in you because they've been burned by other trainers, you know. So you might have to give them a week free, you know, of training instead of just a session just to show, hey, I am genuinely, you know, committed to your goals coming to fruition, you know. And I think that kind of like heart and openness has really made our facility what it is today. And so what was it like? Tell me the decision-making process for hiring the first person. And then now, as you're continuing, how many people do you have? And, and what's it? What's your future goals? How, how, how many people do you have working with you? Yeah. How, how big do you want the gym? How many square feet are you looking at? What's the decision-making process for you to take it to the next level? Yeah, well, um, the biggest decision-making process for me is I, I think that makes what makes me different from other trainers as well is I love business, you know, um, just the back end of it. I treat it just as passionately as I do the training part. And usually, um, you know, the learning that I get is from mentors, you know. So um, the numbers that you get um, learning, just different processes. Uh, Even in the Bible, there's different processes that disciples had as they grew. Right. Right. And so (laughs) you have to have these processes because you can't you can't do everything. You you if you do, you won't make it as far. And that was one thing that I saw that my mentors didn't have is a team. You know, the trainers would have one that one guy that they went to see at that gym and you got to go see him for results. Are you not going to have the same training at Loganitis? Right. Like you said, there's a team atmosphere. When you come in, there's no, I'm against this trainer, that trainer's against this trainer, but we're all in the same room. No, we're all in the same room working together for one goal, and that's to be great, you know? And really in the back end of it is working out the processes, right? Mm-hmm. I'm always going back to the process. I'm very, stick to the basics. Right. You know, the four P's of business are what? Product, placement, people, right? Profit. Right. Okay. And, and I had that drilled in my head on a on whiteboard. Right. <laughs> and after my mentor would get done, we get done, you know, with that um, that talking, it would just be like, all right, good session today. Like, I just got done training or something mentally. It's just <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, those those golden nuggets, when they come, you have to really absorb it in and, and really, really be able to take it to, to that implement, implementation. And um, my team, as they know from me, too, we're huge on execution. You know, people speak about their dreams, talk about their dreams, dream about their dreams, mm-hmm. but execution on those dreams is where the person becomes different. And I think that's what my team is about. Right. You know, execution on, hey, making that phone call. Hey, man, you eating right? <laughs> Drinking your water? <laughs> right. You know, that text message, you know, because usually the accountability um, people will get for a week at other gyms or maybe a month, you know, but it's year in, year out at our facility and with our team. And I feel like we, I want to grow, um, the, the team, maybe, maybe three to five more people. Uh, but, uh, no, no more than that. What about facilities? Facilities. I think that I want two to three more, two to three more would be perfect. You know, like we were talking off air, maybe in Katy, and um, yeah. probably one in my hometown is Seguin. So okay, now that you're talking about locations, can you tell the people uh, where you located at? Where yeah, the so located at? we're off 1960, right across the street from Spring Creek Barbecue in the shopping center, um, across the street from the Nazarene Church, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll see it's, it's green. <laughs> the gym yeah. on the inside <laughs> walls are painted green. Uh, Logan Ice Training on the outside, um, but yeah, man, we're there from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. So we fit. All your hours, whatever time that you may have available, will fit that time for our slot. So um, just come in, get a session. Uh-huh. It's the first session is free, you know. Um, if you mission this podcast as well, when you sign up on your membership, mm-hmm. you'll get twenty percent off. So wow. any membership yeah, yeah. that you would like to sign up for, awesome. you get that twenty percent awesome. discount. That's incredible. 
I'm going to mention that. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your socials? And then I want to move into social media real fast as our yeah. last kind of topic. But yeah. what are your social media? We'll, we'll link it in the below, but um, it's at Loganitis Training yeah. on pretty much everything. Yeah, Loganitis Training on Instagram. Um, and then uh, for Snapchat, it's Loganitis Training 24. So, yeah. Yeah. And now the social media aspect of it. I've seen that that's impacted you because we've started a, a series on Instagram basically together. For, yeah. Uh, work it out Wednesdays. And, uh, but you've developed a community, not yeah. just on your Instagram page, posting really cool videos and pictures and motivational stories, but on Facebook. Yeah. You've brought an entire community together and have ambassadors there that are posting information and trainers sharing knowledge. Uh, how have you seen that? Like, has it grown the gym? Has it, it's definitely grown absolutely. the community. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it keeps accountability as well because people see that other people may have the same questions as them. Exactly. You know, um, and for me, uh, entrepreneurship, there is no plan B. You know, if, you, if you're looking at a plan B, you're looking to lose. There's only one plan and it's plan A. You know, so it's, it's that motivation that's on there so much. All the fresh content is showing you stick with your plan. You know, whatever it was, 2021, when that day came, you know, day one of January, stick to it, you know, and, and that, I think, helping people stick to what they have, that that focus, you know, having that motivation, that encouragement every day really shows them like, hey, I can do this. Exactly. Exactly. So Ariosto, you have any further questions yes. from our resident social media expert? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I think that is incredible. You know, guys, overall, what we learned today is that, you know, uh, a vision, you know, could be a great idea to have. You know, obviously, if you vision it, it could happen. If you pray over it, if you're religious, pray over it, it could happen. Mm -hmm. But don't forget that just because you see someone being successful, uh, they had a role to go through. You yeah. know, they had their ups and downs. They had to fight for it. Yeah. They had to go for it at yeah. all costs. There was no plan B, yeah. just plan A. Yeah. That is incredible. Logan, I think you, you're going to do incredible in the future. You, you are going to help more lives. Uh, the thing is that, what you call it, my, my last question uh, to you, uh, what is something that you would uh, kind of like give other entrepreneurs obviously there's uh young because this is what this podcast is yeah. about to kind of like uh bring entrepreneurs uh that are that are in the rising you know young entrepreneurs in the rising uh what what's an advice that you would give to those other the people like you that at some point they were just like hey maybe i can do it you know i yeah. will like what's that advice my advice on that man it definitely it, it's simple you know but i definitely want people to do these things. I need them to write it down, write the vision down, mm -hmm. write your dreams, all of them down, write it all down. If you really are serious about entrepreneurial and being in business, you need to see why. You need to see what's going on, like how do I make this a vision? Like what are the steps? What does that look like? You know, if it's, just, if it's in your head, then it's just a thought. But when it comes down on paper, it is a vision. You know, but also on the business side of it, learn how to budget. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're not doing your budget right now, then when you get an investment, that's why I, I didn't want an investment. I wanted it to go organically because I need to learn all the processes. When that, that process grew, uh, that's when I said, okay, I am ready to outsource it. But people who outsource from the beginning usually get into something that they call a passion, but they look at it and then they find themselves doing a job again because right. now you're working to pay these other people for their careers and what, it, what they do right. and you have no knowledge of it. So you need to be able to utilize every single dollar. You know, The man who became rich knew how to work with that $1 and grow it and grow it and grow it. So with your business, it's going to be that little baby, that little kid, you know, mm -hmm. teenager, and then you get that full-grown adult. But to get there, it takes steps. So make sure that you fall in love with the step that you're at, you know, and learn that you can have people within your business. Like, these, you guys are my friends, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So we are always networking, right? 
I'm always using my friends to network. You don't do business alone. Have a community of people that you can have questions with, you know? Exactly. If you struggle to say, I'm in business by myself, you know, I'm a one-man army, you will be in trouble. Yeah. I gotcha. I myself, I stand as one, but I come as 10,000. Right. You know? Wow. That's that's incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the, the community that's behind me that believe in me. You know, if, I, if I'm having trouble with something, I can reach out. I, I do not mind reaching out. You know, uh, you asked me a question a while ago, and I was able to give you an answer. But the same thing is taught to me day in and day out. You know, I write it down. And then if that question doesn't get answered, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep asking until it does. You know, be hard-headed about some things. <laughs> you know, but especially about your vision. You know, because people will come in and say, I want it done this way. No, have the vision done the way you want it done. Those green walls in my gym, I argue for at least two hours about. <laughs> with my construction team. They're like, it's gray. The gray is your color. I was like, it looks like a wash interior. Yeah. <laughs> this is a wash interior. I want yeah. people to come here and feel like it's a home. Like they yeah. they have to like force themselves to leave because they feel so loved here. And green, uh -huh. that was on my heart. And so, you know, it's... Uh, and it it's, keeps it's, brand consistency and it yeah. keeps... Every so speaking of vision though, yeah, I think we'll leave off with this. Uh, I want you to come back and listen to this episode in 10 years. Yeah. And what do you want to tell yourself or where do you want to see yourself in 10 years? What What is that vision that you have for you 10 years from now? 10 years from now, I'll be 42. 10 years from now, I want to be helping at least double the amount of people or triple the amount of people I'm helping right now. Wow. Um, I want to have my own homeless shelter. Um, I want to be able to have my own center for people who need tutoring. I want to have my own center um, for people to have um, a way to school, you know. Uh, and I really want myself to be more passionate, uh, more daring, more courageous. What, uh, Ten years from now, I want to be more hungry than ever. I want to be. I want to be working smarter and harder. Yeah. Ten years from now, I want my son to be able to do the things I could not at his age. He'll be ten. Ten yeah. years from now. <laughs> uh, ten years from now, I will want there to be lives changed uh, in more states than I could ever imagine, for sure. Um, ten years from now, I want to be legendary. Yeah. I think you already are. Yeah. <laughs> You're a legend. A legend to us, right? A legend. A hero. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Definitely in a lot of life surrounds. Superhero. Right. So, Thank you. And Thank including you my own. So <laughs> That is incredible, guys. Guys, we today has been uh, a great episode, a very touching episode. Uh, we learn about fitness. We, we learn about an awesome story, an awesome background, how, you know, from nothing you become something and you want to be something better. Yeah. Uh, that That is very incredible. Uh, if guys don't forget to follow Logan on his social media, if you have any fitness questions, don't hesitate to reach him out. He'll be there for you. Yeah. Like he's, he'll be your supporter, your mentor, whatever you need. He'll I be there you. for you. <laughs> uh, Logan, can you tell us your social medias again? Yeah. Hey, so, um, Loganitis training is for Instagram and then Snapchat is Loganitis two, four at the end of that. Come check us out, man. And uh, just want to say congratulations to Zach, man. He's down 50 pounds right now, man. And uh, thank you. Thank, thank you for having me on this show. You know, guys, y'all are incredible, you know, and uh, y'all's energy is contagious, man. So I'm excited. <laughs> man. I'm ready to go get even more now. That is incredible, guys. Well, that's been the third episode of Sunrise Empires. I'm one of your hosts, Arios Espinosa, with Zachary Licks and Logan Johnson with Loganitis Training. Ah, uh, y'all have a good one. Get to the gym. Get to the gym. <laughs> <laughs>